All right. Welcome back to episode 26. I remember this time. Damn uh, good. <laughs> I know, right? I know. So we're, we're at 26. So today is going to be part one of our, what, am we, what are we calling this? Like our prepper cast? Uh, preparedness? I'm going to call it a prepper cast. So this will be our prepper cast. So this will be, um, we're going to cover water and range storage. We're going to cover food storage. And then on our part two, we're going to go into guns and ammo choices. So apparently I'm the only real prepper here. Malar thinks that running around with night vision and taking it from people is going to be a solid option. I have advised him against that. Um, just considering that, you know, you probably should not only be a decent human being, but people tend to shoot back even in the dark, especially in times of emergencies. Like I'm just, you know, I'm putting that out there. You're going to get, you're going to become a head canoe if you go and you start and then someone's going to get free night vision. So be very careful with that. True. (laughs) True. Um, but But the options there the option uh, look i'm going to tell you right now i would i would play uh i would play russian roulette with a one cylinder revolver before i would ever go door to door voluntarily um i i would play russian roulette with every cylinder loaded <laughs> before I would do that, because I mean, you know, it's just a matter of time at that point. Uh, you know, at least you get to kind of choose your way out there. I, so, I mean, yeah. by the way, we do not condone self harm. There's no condoning of self harm on this podcast. Facts. Um, but so, so let's get into our sponsor, which is Brownell. So Brownells is awesome, and they sponsor us. They give us things. Um, you can actually go over to Brownells and do some do some food storage and maybe get into some water storage stuff. I think they they carry a lot of random things at Brownells, which is pretty interesting. But um, I don't know if they I don't I haven't seen any of the water storage stuff. I have a tendency. I have a uh, a few different ways of storing water. Um, some are temporary, and 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 I'm going to lay out before we get into this. Um, I don't think that Brownells has any of this stuff, so. Let's kind of just thank Brownells for their sponsorship and we'll move into the addendum that I'm going to put at the beginning of this podcast. This is not a long-term storage of prepping type stuff for the podcast. Like that's not something that I, I'm going to get into. I live in uh, Houston. I live around Houston and we get a lot of hurricanes and natural disasters out here. Randomly, we have tornadoes, but not very often. Um, and we're about to come into our hurricane season here soon. So um, what I'm going to say is I my, my prepping has really gone into um, food and water, water more, but I still, you know, you still need food. You still want to be comfortable. Um, I have fuel. I have propane. I have ways to heat food. I've got ways to boil water. I've got all that. Um, I have ways to gather clean water, filter water. So, but I'm not, I'm not planning on having six months worth of food and water on storage. It rains plenty here in Houston. So let's just go off of that. And then I think where Millar lives, he gets snow. So there's a good source of water. Um, is that, is that right? You have, you have that in the oh, winter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, then it, snow. and then you get plenty of rain, correct? Uh, rain, snow, hail. Hey, there you go. Hail. <laughs> you get, get sleep. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely, there's good sources of water. I mean, aside from using like 
a life straw and going back to like a creek or something. Yeah, and to be honest, that's that's a last resort thing. I'd rather I'd rather boil water than use a life straw in the sense of life straws have a very uh, they say they can filter all this water, but once you really put it in some mucky stuff, it tends to tends to kill a life straw pretty quickly. From everything I've read and from everything I've seen, and in the practical use of a life straw, I have a dead one that I've only used like twice, and it's it now like you you it's really weird. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't I, trust what you, it. What do you mean by dead? Like how how um, you, <laughs> you're how, so. How do you, so you're supposed to use it like you put it in you put it in water and then you you suck water through the straw you know it's called yeah. a life straw um, but then when you're done you're supposed to blow the water back out like you're supposed to you're supposed uh, to push get all water. the bacteria and stuff out of it well no you're just supposed to push all the hard particulate back out of the life straw so that way you don't have a ton that's sitting on the edge of the filter blocking it up well the problem is is that <laughs> filter if you don't kind of keep it moist after you get it moist it has a tendency to shrink and then um, you actually have, I actually have one where um, if you were to put it in water, it, it, you can actually see where the filter's not even on the side of the life straw anymore. So oh. I, I honestly, I'm like, I was like, oh, okay. So that's a one time. Should be more of a last resort. Yeah. So use that only when needed. And I would honestly, if you're going to buy one, buy 10, because um, you never know. And I think and, they come in packs. I don't think they come in 10 packs, but I think I've seen like a three pack before. So yeah. So buy, buy a couple of those. I mean, if everybody in your group has a three pack of life straws, they've got actual room for fresh water. So just, just remember that. And then um, uh, rain storage is a, is a good thing. If you live in a, in an area where we're collecting rain, you need to pay a tax. Um, first of all, don't fuck the government. Second of all, um, you know, just don't tell anybody, you know, build a little thing around it. Like I have a thing in my backyard where, you know, I don't, um, I'm not going to say the exact city that I live in, but um, I have a thing around my rain collection container where it literally just looks like a bench. Like it looks like, it looks like a, like a tabletop and my, and my gutter goes right into that. And that gutter has like a, a large particulate filter on it. And then it, it drips down into the thing. And then that's where I collect rainwater. That's how I water my plants and do stuff like that. And in times of emergencies, you can use that to um, drink if need be. I would boil it first um, just because all the shit that comes off your house and stuff like that, you probably don't want, <laughs> you probably don't want all that going into your, in your water. That's why I have the large particulate filter on there. So do you, have you thought about rain storage or anything like that more? Um, not particularly. Um, I mean, you know, my, my dad has a farm. So like in the back of my head, in a situation that we're describing, my goal would be to get to the farm. That's a good goal. Um, I, I don't know if that's a realistic goal, but. Well, let's just say, say you're, you and your family are at home and a big old natural disaster hits. Like what in your house, like, so speaking of natural disaster, like a tornado or I don't know where you live, you get hurricanes. Hurricanes. But, yeah. Hurricanes. Uh, you can get hammered by that. Okay. So you get, you get hit with a hurricane came out of nowhere. <laughs> you weren't paying attention. You had so much stress in your life. Now you're stuck in your house in the middle of a hurricane. What, like, what do you have to get through the hurricane and the week or two aftermath of dealing with all that? Do you have enough fuel? Do you have um, uh, I mean, we have gas, uh, natural gas stove. So 
I have two of those. Do you have? So I can. Do you have an actual tank of natural gas to run your stove, or no? Well, it, it's. Um, you know, I'm not even sure how they get all that in there but there's a pipe that comes from outside in so it's always running (laughs) yeah not always so in in natural disasters sometimes the states and the cities will turn those off never been to that point okay so that's good that's good when we get to that point that's anarchy (laughs) (laughs) well sometimes they'll turn them off because you know the street broke open and it cracked a pipe and there's natural gas going everywhere things like that like that's always a possibility. So I have propane and I have, I have small propane. So I can, I have a little pot burner that I can throw a little pot on there and boil some water on there. Yeah. I think if I got to that point, uh, I would use my grill outside. Oh yeah. I I I keep a few extra propane tanks to run that. Yeah. I have like six propane tanks and, (laughs) um, yeah. And well, two, so one of them's for our fire pit. And I always recycle that one. That's like consistently recycled um, just because in the wintertime, it's it's a really nice little fire pit to just sit outside and relax at. Yeah. And then I have one for my grill that that's always recycled. So I always have a minimum of three in reserve. Like if I ever get to the point where I only have three, like I always, where I've run through three cans, I've, I always go and, and just, and just get new ones because I don't. That makes sense. We tend to, uh, I mean, I have, three but that's just for the grill yeah so i have i have two for the grill two for the fire pit and then two on reserve so actually i only have six yeah i think i no i just got a seventh actually the other day i just went and got a seventh because propane went up and i was like damn it i'm gonna need one more so (laughs) (laughs) so i got i got that so i have i now have three in reserve and i have four that are consistently being used um and then I've got 15 gallons of fuel plus my true stroke fuel for my weed eater. And then, um, I yeah. just realized I need to go out and get gas for my lawnmower sidetracking here, but <laughs> I was, cr- I was cringing. I was like, shit, <laughs> how much is that going to cost to power my lawnmower this, this year? What's funny is you is you don't really notice it, but yeah, I know the little the little things that that get a hold of you. And another yeah. good thing for prepping is I've got twenty five gallons of fuel in reserve. So and I go and I cycle I cycle five gallons every two months. So every two months is cycled five gallons. I go and get another five gallons of ethanol free, which it, like right now is like almost six bucks a gallon. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm I, I'm not going to comment on how much we have at the farm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't don't but comment on that. Let's just say we have gallons. <laughs> yeah, you have gallons. You know, like I have I have 25 gallons, but I know that that's literally to throw in my vehicle to get us to wherever we need to go. That's not in harm's exactly. way, and yeah. so I don't have to stop in any populated areas. Like I'm not going to a gas station at the end of the world. Like I've got plenty of fuel chilling in the back of my car to get me to where. Oh, yeah, you don't. You don't want to. You don't want to be stopping during any of that. Yeah, but there are stupid people out there who don't think about any of that before. Like, if I have to move, I need plenty of stuff to move with. Like, I'm not. I'm not playing that game that some people want to play, where they're like, "Well, I just rely on the goodness of people." I don't have tits, okay? I so see. I can't. I can't go showing people my boobs to get me out of bad situations. All right. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I don't know. It's true. I don't know if your wife has a rack like mine, but it's um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know. This uh 
people definitely don't think about that kind of stuff. I actually, the other day, um, <clears throat> I went and I filled up my, my wife has a work car and then we have her car and my car and I've been driving her car more recently and my car has just been chilling. So I actually went and filled my tank so that I have a full tank sitting in my car. Cause if we had to get up and go anywhere, we'd probably take my car. It's bigger. So you can fit more of our stuff in there yeah, um, and get to where we need to go. So I, I filled that up. So I knew I was good to go. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad. See, that's a good thing. So now let me ask you, do you let your cars get to empty before you go and refill them? I think that varies. I would say under Trump, I did. (laughs) 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 But now with these uh, massive increases, um, I normally don't go down to E. Yeah, I try not to, I try to never let my vehicle get to E. My work vehicle, sure, I could care less about that kind of thing. That's paid for by my company. But um, my personal vehicle, no, usually when it gets to about half tank, I, I fill up again. Just because if I ever, like, say I got home and something bad happened and we needed to bug out, like, I'd rather have a full tank of fuel. Um and that's, and that's just one of the things, but so let's, let's not, let's quit talking about bugging out. We're talking about bugging in and storage for, for, for staying in our houses. Yeah, so I, I was going to ask, have you looked at this blue can pure water on brown owls? Blue can pure water. Let's take a look at is this. Is this can. a viable option for somebody that uh, doesn't see rain often uh, or snow or, you know, has a, a good natural source of water. These appear to come in nine packs and 24 packs in cans. Oh, okay. Blue can. The U.S. National Guard and Red Cross recommend recommend storing a minimum of 64 ounces per day per person in sealed containers. Uh, let Let me, let me preface this. If you have the financial ability to do this yeah they're 12 ounce canned 24 pack or 32 ounce canned nine pack if you have the financial way to do that um yes if not i mean that's a great way to seal what to have sealed clean water um yes i mean because they're 30 bucks for a nine pack of 32 ounces what's 32 times nine shit um Mm -hmm. 32 times nine is 288 ounces. Uh, what is a gallon? That's two gallons of water, almost, or a little over actually, I'm sorry. So you're, you're, you're showing um, two and a quarter gallons per case. So let's go with, yeah. I, I would say if you live in like Arizona, Nevada, any of the West Coast states, any of the desert areas, by all means, or any places that go through kind of a drought for a long period of time, which it, Texas, that also happens. Um, if you live in West Texas or Northwest Texas or down South Texas, like Corpus Christi, yeah, you still get a lot of rain, but I do recommend you store water. Now, there's another one here called Water Brick. If you look at Water Brick on Brownells, um, in fact, um, they have a three and a half gallon blue eight pack for 122, or a three and a half gallon 10 pack for 152. 
I was trying to figure out what these were because these just look like they were a storage device. So yeah, like they are. So what you do is you take your water and you store your water in there. And then these are easily stored. They just build up like Legos and you just have a bunch of water stored somewhere in your house. Now, a cool thing about uh, prepping is um, you, if you have a bathtub in your house, that's 45 gallons of water right there. So fill up your bathtub as high as you can get it. That's 45 gallons of water. There will be some sediment in the bottom of that. In the bottom of that, that's totally fine. That's acceptable. You can even take it out, boil it a little bit if you want to. All that's acceptable. But I highly, highly recommend if the water gets shut off for some reason, you need to have extra water on hand. I highly recommend storing copious amounts of water. I've got bottled water stored. I've got jugs of water stored. All the stuff that you need to be able to drink and do all that. Like water storage is almost, I would say more important than food storage because you need water and you won't always be have the ability to get it. Um, especially because when it comes to where, you know, you have free flowing water that's in the street, that's gonna permeate the water table and kind of contaminate your water table for a little bit too. So you gotta yep. understand there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Like Katrina, when Katrina happened and when Harvey happened, um, there was no potable water coming out of the sinks for like two to three weeks. Um, so you need to understand like all that stuff, um, you know, needed to be filtered heavily and then boiled. So um, be very aware. Uh, do you have a, do you have a filtration system and things like that stuff that will get you through um, I highly suggest getting a water conditioner. If you live in a house, get yourself a water conditioner. Don't get a water softener. There are water conditioning kits where you can do on the inlet plumbing into your home. Not only does it help keep your pipes better, but it's a pre it's a pre filter and takes out large sediment before it ever gets into your house. And it'll help cut down on a lot of the dirt, the lead, all the other things that are in there. Now, granted, there will always be some sort of contaminant in there, but you need to be able to, to filter out of as much of that as possible. So I highly recommend getting one of those. If you do, if you can afford it, I realize that some people live paycheck to paycheck, and I totally get that. Um, there, You can always find ways around this stuff. There's always a cheaper way to do it. So just don't, don't look at that and be like, well, I can't afford that. So why am I going to prep? Well, don't expect other people to help you in times of need is always what I say. Like, I'm really good friends with a lot of my neighbors, but I know if push came to shove and any of them started coming over here, I know that I'm probably going to have to shoot one or two of them because my family comes first, you know? So what you got? <laughs> anything, any, anything you, uh, anything you want to add to the conversation? So I feel like I'm just sitting here talking. No, no, I was just browsing the water options because I, I think, uh, you have a, you have a point there. Like, yeah, financially, uh, some may not be able to jump on some of these options, but um, research, see what you can do. It's the yeah. same as like, I, I mean, the, the way in my head that I was comparing it when you were saying it was like, you know, everybody kind of does the same with ammo. Uh, and I know we're covering that like next episode, but uh, look at it that way. Like a lot of times, like people, I mean, people stock up and they mm -hmm. don't do it a lot of times in bulk. They'll, if they go by the store, they'll grab a pack of 20 rounds mm -hmm. so that they have that. And I mean, those, the people that did that before COVID, I mean, they paid half of what the prices still are now mm -hmm. and they were way above that during COVID. So mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's a uh, same idea. 
just grabbing, you know, a case of water here and there where you can afford it and setting yeah. it to the side. That's, that's something that I do highly recommend, by the way, is having enough water um, will never be something that you're ever going, well, shit, I wish I, I wish I never bought all these stupid water containers. If you're in a point in your life and you think that you might actually use them, that's something that is invaluable. Whether you buy one at a time, because they're what, 15 bucks a piece on Brownells, um, you can buy the you can buy uh, the eight pack, you can buy the 10 pack, you can buy yeah, 1525 for a single three and a half gallon blue. That's one day's worth of water for three people right there. Um, yeah. or three days worth of water for yourself. So I would highly recommend if you can afford 15 bucks once a month. If do, no matter how small your preps are, your preps are always something that you need to plan for. That's something you have to plan for. So you know, if you have the Brownells Edge program, you pay that 50 bucks a year, you get your free shipping and you only spend like 30 to $40 a month on your preps. You can go and buy two of these and have seven gallons of water on hand right away. So I would say, honestly, I think even if it wasn't free shipping, I would say honestly that this would be something that I would start looking into if you didn't already have a water prep, because water is one of the hardest things to store because it takes up so much room. So understand that you will have to do that somehow. You will have to figure out a way to store water. And I would, I highly recommend looking at these th uh, three and a half gallon um, blue singles or stackable blues or whatever they're called water brick. So water brick from Brownells. I, they look really nice. I haven't, I personally don't have one. Um, I, um, but I will, I'm actually probably going to buy a couple of these and, um, and have them shipped here. I think I might buy two of those and not too long and just start, start getting them just to see how they hold water and do that. Um, I don't know if the blue can thing is for me, Oh, but they have a Sawyer tap filter. Wow. Where's this? Sawyer tap filter? Where? Yeah, looks like that. Oh, oh, okay. So if you are looking um, for $41.99, um, Sawyer makes a absolute hollow fiber membrane tap filter. Um, it, 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 it's in its for a, a water spigot for your sink and you can literally use it to filter water. So that's pretty cool. So if you have crappy water coming out of your sink, you can put this little guy on there and I think it'll work. So it's good to a hundred thousand gallons. So that's a, that'll and last it, a bit. And it weighs four ounces. So you could buy a couple of those. Yeah. You know. And they're small. Yeah. They don't look super huge. So uh, it removes bacteria, protozoa, cysts. I don't know how it removes cysts and microplastic. <laughs> so. uh, slight sidetrack here, though. But uh, thoughts on, I'm trying to think of a good example, like a Powerade or a Gatorade uh, versus a water. Just you curious mean? on your opinion uh, on that stuff. Well, what do you um, mean? Like you, you want a long-term storage Gatorade? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, Gatorade has too much sugar in it. So it's, it's good for you. 
when you can flood it with water. So really like the idea, if you ask most doctors, most actual MDs, um, you should be cutting Gatorade in half. So you should be Gatorade and water. Like it should be a 50-50 mixture. Yeah, it should be diluted. Yeah, it should be diluted. Um, Now Gatorade, I'm not saying it's unhealthy for you, but it does have a lot of sugar in it. So it will mess with your blood sugar when you're in those times where you don't have a lot of food. So when you drink, you you would pound a bunch of Gatorade and then you pound a bunch of water and that sugar enters your system. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, for like an hour, you're jittery and you don't feel good. That's because your body is flooded with sugar. You're messing with your, you're messing with your, your system. So, and that doesn't mean that you're diabetic or anything like that. That means that, you know, just like everybody else, your body is sensitive to sugar. Um, you just don't know it yet because you're consistently flooded with food and nutrients and all that other stuff. So you have stuff to balance that out in your body. But when you get really hungry and you get really thirsty, um, you have no more things flowing throughout your body to continue to feed that. So when you start flooding it with Gatorade, um, you're going to feel that effect. And that includes Gatorade zero. It's not a real sugar, but it has the same effect on the body. Um, it's very interesting. So I would look at that. Um, now I would say, I would say if you do have plenty of water on hand, then yeah, if you have a case of Gatorade to supplement your electrolytes, that's something good. That's something that you would want to have because you always need electrolytes, but don't, don't flood your system with Gatorade because you don't have water because that's not going to help you. That's not a hydration thing you should be doing. Water boy approves this message. Yes. Water. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's some high quality h2o yeah there you go yeah <laughs> so any other any other interesting things you want to know about agua uh no the other thing that uh, i don't think we really even touched on was even uh uh particularly for what we were going to discuss is uh batteries i feel like that's another one that can be easily overlooked but looking at what batteries you need to power radios lights flashlights optics things like that optics yeah i personally so i have a jackery 500 (laughs) so that's a power station so i have a large it's not here it's actually in my closet up at the top um but uh i have a jackery 500 and that's what i have for um like my power station and it's solarable so um, you can actually attach some solar panels and it's a great thing. I can also charge it off my generator because I have a generator. I can charge it multiple ways and it holds like, I think it'll charge my cell phone up to like a thousand times. I could actually power my, I could power my fridge for a day with that thing. Oh, wow. um, um, yeah. So it's easy for me to do that. Plus you don't really need to power your fridge for a day. If you're not what what it is it time. called again? It's a Jackery. It's a jackery. Jackery. They make, um, oh. they make the EcoFlow deltas. They make all sorts of other things, but for three ninety nine, I picked up this Jackery. So, and you can actually get it off Amazon. Um, so Jackery is, uh, Juliet, Alpha, Charlie, Kilo, Echo, Romeo, Yankee. So Jackery. Um, and it's, it's, on Amazon, it's a little bit expensive for $3.99, but um, you can power your fridge for a day. It's a fantastic, um, what I would highly recommend to anybody. If you don't have an actual generator, but you still want to be able to collect power throughout the day, you can get a couple solar panels that are an additional $200. Um, you can get a couple solar panels, connect them up to your Jackery. You can power 
your cell phone batteries. You can, you can charge your wife's dildo up on it, whatever you need to do. You've got <laughs> all the bases covered. It, it, you know, powers lights, does all sorts of stuff. If, if that's what you need, um, and you don't want to go spend four or five, six hundred dollars on a generator, but you want to have a renewable source of energy, or you don't want to be noisy. I realize that there are some. I know, right? I realize there are some people who um, don't want to be noisy. Come the come that where they don't want to have to bust out the generator, and then it's loud, and then you're attracting people to your area. I completely understand that. Um, in fact, I'm not 100 sure. I think my generator is a form of last resort um, before you know going to other things, but. Yeah, it's something I, that I go ahead. I was going to say that's another situational thing. You got to gauge where you are and what yeah. the situation is as to what what equipment from your from your repertoire yeah. that well, you would not, use. To me, I don't I don't think of it as prepping because I'm not I'm not literally storing beans and rice to to just get me through until like I'm kind of storing good food. Like every paycheck, I go buy two mountain house meals. Um. Like when, when I get paid, I go I, on my lunch break, I head over to Bass Pro Shop. They have the mountain house meals. I put it on my Bass Pro Shop credit card because I get the points for it. And then three days later, I pay my Bass Pro Shop card because I literally put $25 on it. And then I wait and then bam, like I'm just, I'm storing food in a way that I know I can keep food and I know that I can afford it. Um, What's the lifespan on those? 25 years. Okay. So I've got a long time and I try to, I try to make sure that I eat the oldest ones first. So that way the, they last the longest. Um, and then sometimes I try them. Like sometimes when my wife and I are bored and we don't want to go out to dinner, like we'll just make one of them and split it between the two of us. And we'll be like, Hey, that was a cool dinner. Like that was pretty fun to do. Um, or sometimes we'll buy a different brand um, and we'll, and we'll just continue to, to have that on hand and we'll buy a different brand and we'll try that like when we're bored and we want to try something different like you can you can do all sorts of fun stuff with it but i do highly recommend um with food storage um prep a little bit at a time don't go out and buy unless you have like an mass amounts of disposable income prep a little bit at a time don't go insane mountain house makes perfectly great meals they're affordable on really any budget if you can only buy one a paycheck go buy one a paycheck it's not going to hurt you. They have the little snacks too that you can get the little freeze dried um, ice cream bars and things like that. There's all sorts of stuff you can get. Um, and Mountain House has great meals. Their breakfasts are phenomenal. Their lunches are great. Their dinners, their suppers, all that is really good. Um, and we're not even sponsored by Mountain House. So, you know, I, I, I do recommend that in the terms of food storage. Um, there are other companies out there like ReadyWise, Brownells carries ReadyWise, um, I've never had good luck with ReadyWise. I've heard a lot of not so good stories. So if ReadyWise, if you want to send some stuff out, you're more than welcome. But um, no, I, I really, I want to try as many prepping foods as possible. So I know what's going to taste best for me. Um, Nutrient Survival is another one. That's the, I know the WLS podcast talk about them a lot. Um, but Nutrient Survival is definitely one that I do want to take a look at. So, and then I know if you use their code WLS, I think it gets you like 13 or 14% off um, and free shipping. So that's, that's one to look at also. Uh, but yeah, just, I would just keep looking, keep looking at what you want and figuring that out. And yeah, try stuff, try, try things, make sure you try it. Don't just buy it and let it sit there for forever. 
make sure you try it. Yeah, you don't want to get in that situation and realize that you don't like it. And then well, you're like, oh, now I'm just eating the shit that I don't like. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're really hungry. You'll eat anything. Yeah. I mean, you'll eat the ass end out of a cow if you're really hungry. So, you know, it's, I, would, I would just look at it like that. You know, at the end of the world, it's probably still going to taste good. I mean, I remember in the army eating MREs going, hmm, this tastes delicious. And then when I got out of the army, I was like, why does this taste like ass? And it literally comes down to um, you were always hungry when you were in the army and now you're not. So um, just remember that when you're hungry, stuff tends to taste a lot better. So if you really like it when you're not hungry, you're definitely going to like it when you're hungry. So, <laughs> um, and if you don't like it when you're not hungry, you're probably going to like it if you're hungry. But just just kind of go based on that. Um, what do you got? Anything from you? I feel like I'm just talking this whole podcast. You got to give. No, me like I, I mean, I told you. I think you're probably a little more versed on this. That's why I'm just popping in with the questions and I'm browsing to see what uh, what what piques my interest on brown owls or what catches my eyes that we hadn't discussed to uh, uh, ask about. So I would say also, if you have young children, you need to prep for that too. And that also goes into this into the point of we're having a baby formula shortage right now. Um, there are a lot of people who probably did prep for that. Um, but at the same time, there's, there's also a tampon shortage too. Yeah. I could give a shit about tampons. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, I don't really care. Uh, put a, a lot put of a, shortages going on. Put a rag up there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know how that works. My wife doesn't even use those. She uses a, a thing, a cup thing. I don't even know what the fuck that is, but it's weird and it creeps me out and she leaves it out and I'm like, eh. <laughs> Jesus. It's disgusting. I, I, I don't know. And she's, and she's one of those feministy women who are like, you could stand it. It's fine. I'm like, no, that's disgusting. And I don't want it around me. <laughs> so. Well, this is a weird sidetrack. I know, right? Um <laughs> Another, another thing you should think about with prepping, can you stand the person you're going to spend the end of the world with? Um, I know this is going to sound really stupid, but if you don't like your wife now and you are very well entertained, um, you're not going to like your wife uh, at the end of the fucking world. I can guarantee you that. So be prepared to catch a murder charge or wander off into the woods and die on your own. Like I would, I highly recommend, um, if any of you are out there and you're like, yeah, I'm going to prep for the end of the world and you don't like your significant other, um, you're not going to like them anymore. Come to the end of the world. I guarantee you that unless they provide some sort of thing that you don't get otherwise. And I don't mean sex. I'm talking about like do they provide food? Do they provide shelter? Do they keep you warm? Do they make you things? Are they, do they complement the areas that you lack? Because if you don't have that with your significant other, you're not going to have that come to the end of the world. I guarantee fucking to you that they're going to look at you and they're going to be like, well, dumbass, you prep for all this. So let's see what happened. Like <laughs> they're going to expect their life to be just like it was before. And that's another thing. Like I've had the conversation with my wife in the past. Um, do you know like what you can do in order to make your life better? Like, like, do you know what you can do to make your life better? Because I'm going to do everything I can to keep us with the power, the food, the water and all that. But what do you need personally to make your life better? And my wife has books. She loves books. Like I like tinkering with things. I just have things that I mess with. Like if I always have something to read and tinker with, I'm totally okay with it. So 
just be prepared, be prepared to spend a long, long amounts of time without electricity and be very, very bored. Because if you can't go without your phone for a day, life is going to be fucking miserable when it doesn't work because there's no power. (laughs) True. (laughs) What else do you have to add to that? Uh, I mean, I think you nailed it. There's not really too much to add to that. Any questions? Any more questions you have? Um, I mean, I don't know if we're planning on covering like trauma kits or any of that stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. Medical. Yeah, yeah. Medical. Are we I, doing that in a later cast or do we want to hop we'll, into that now? We'll, we'll sprinkle it in now and we'll sprinkle it in with the next one. Because I think I because definitely I will actually write that down for our next podcast is guns and ammo and medical. So, and yeah, you got to be able to make holes and plug holes. Medical. All right. So, so <laughs> since we're going to sprinkle this in here, um, I don't think you need to really prep for your medical stuff if you've already got medical stuff. Um, but I, I, st- like, I feel like that's kind of a, a general statement there. Like, are you like, I, a, I'm, trying like to, I'm trying to think of how to word this question yeah i mean we aren't talking like band-aids we're talking like tourniquets and stuff yeah if you already have like i probably got 10 to 12 tourniquets that are good tourniquets that i get from medical gear outfitters which is also not a channel sponsor but needs to be um but those are on brownells too yeah you can go get them on brownells i don't know if brownells carries medical gear outfitters but i actually have a blowout kit an ankle trauma kit and uh, another uh, med kit that I just have in general to keep with me because my job. So my blow up kit is in my range bag. I have a uh, trauma kit um, in my backpack and I have an ankle medical kit that I carry with me almost daily. Some days I forget to put it on and then I'm halfway to wherever I'm going. I went, shit, I left it at home. Um, but I highly recommend if you already have medical, continue to keep up with your medical. If you do not have medical, figure out a place to start. And I really don't know how to help with that. If you have an HSA or an FSA, like a, if you have a federal state or a, a federal. Um, a head, uh, yeah, what, I yeah, health, yeah, yeah. There's a health savings a health account savings. and a flexible spending account. Flex, yeah. So if you have either one of those and you have a significant amount of money in your HSA, I would say use about 20 to 25% of that on medical. If you do not have any money in your HSA, then start putting money in your HSA because you're going to want to be able to buy medical. The cool thing about I mean, having it, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I'm, I mean, if you aren't utilizing it in that fashion, you should be because it's not taxable and taxation yeah. is theft. Yeah, already, you know, so <laughs> your HSA is something. So I went out and I bought, I have uh, the WLS civilian trauma kit. Um, which has two tourniquets. It's got everything in it. It comes with a little finger uh, pulse ox meter. It comes with all the stuff that I think you would need um, just to get you through a really bad situation. Um, But also to keep you alive until you can get to better help. Now, granted that better help better be there fucking quick because some of that stuff in there is literally just designed to keep your hole plugged until somebody who has more medical stuff can sew you up. So um, understand the one thing, if you get in a gunfight at the end of the world, if you do not shoot first, you will die. 
Like there is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. You better shoot first. You better be more accurate and you better know what you're doing. And your Bear Creek Arsenal fucking rifle isn't going to save you coming into the world. So like when, when it comes to medical, you have to understand how to use the stuff. Do you know how to put on a tourniquet? Can you put on a tourniquet with one hand? Can you put on a tourniquet with your weak hand? Can you put on a tourniquet while you're covered in a sticky substance? Can you do things like that? Like let your boyfriend come on you and try to put your, your tourniquet on in the middle of that. Trust me, it's going to be a weird fucking experience, but you're going to be able to do it. Comes a point where you're, you know... Look, I'm not I'm not advocating for dudes and their boyfriends to do things, but I'm just saying, understand there are actual situations that are going to mess with you in the sense of you need to be able to do this stuff when it counts. So if you don't have if you don't take any sort of medical stuff and you don't do anything like that, you need to understand that if you don't know what you're doing now, you're not going to know what you're doing in the moment. So. I'm just saying, you know. Uh, well, on that note, because um, I, you know, I'm browsing Brownells. They yeah. have the North American Rescue uh, cats, but they also have the training ones. They okay. The blue ones, specifically for training. It's uh, $29.99. I actually might try to snag one of those to play around with. Um, but I guess for those, like those that don't actually or haven't like jumped into the medical stuff too, you want to be aware that you want a tourniquet per limb. Yes. You don't just want one tourniquet. You want four you want a, tourniquets. You want a tourniquet per limb and you want it for every single person in your household. Correct. And then once you get that, you want to double it. And then once you get that, you want to add another set. So the rule of three. Yeah. That's so the, pre- you, the prepper rule. Rule you of need three. To, you need to have a lot of them because they're going to degrade. They're going to get old. They're going to fall apart after a while. You need to be able to have a tourniquet that's going to last you but also you need to take care of it and you need to hold on i don't know why he's yawning you need to be able to know how to use it so get yourself a training tourniquet or go go to a um what i, I mean, really use a regular one too it's just your i i don't know what stresses or strains you put on one using it so i but they have this blue one that's a training one so it caught my eyes yeah, don't buy anything from Recon Medical. Apparently, that guy um, got sued. Oh, really? But, yeah. So, make sure your tourniquet actually works. Like I'm sitting here trying to trying to trying to actually break the little spinny thing. I don't know what it's called. Someone will freaking tell me. But I'm trying to actually break the spinny thing, like with an actual amount of force, and that's not going to happen. So, uh, if you get a tourniquet and this little plastic thing breaks really quickly, you should rethink what you just did I mean, um <laughs> one of the top the top ones out there really are the the north american rescue ones yeah um and, and they, th- they run about 30 dollars a turn to get so yeah. once again i mean you need a few but it's one of those things that pick it well, up over time and the cool part about the wls civilian trauma kit at medical gear outfitters and i realize that brownells is the one that sponsors this and i highly suggest you go get the medical the north american rescue ones but if you get the civilian trauma kit, it comes with two cat tourniquets. It comes with two. Are they the North Americans or? Uh, yes. I, I mean, believe, I, I believe yes. they do use the North American rescue cat tourniquets. So I mean, once again, you got to shop around too and figure out where you yeah. can find what you need that has, if you're looking I for will, a full kit, if you're just getting into it, yeah, find, uh, find a kit say, that works for you. 
Brownells for the forever satisfaction guarantee and medical gear outfitters for the fact that they do not buy crappy stuff. Um, they won't sell you stuff that doesn't work. Um, the guy skinny medic is and his wife that run it. Um, both of them are incredibly well-versed in medical stuff. So I highly suggest you make sure that you have medical in your bag. Um, my advice to you though, coming to the end of the world is just avoid people at all costs. As long as you can avoid people, you'll be okay. Like if you can avoid other people, other humans, you should be fine. That's Great. my, that's my thing is stay away from other people because other people may not be very nice. And I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to gamble with that because I don't want to have to plug holes. I really don't. Like my rifle is for defensive use only. So if you come in my little area or you attack me or do something like that, then I'm going to have to use my rifle against you. But other than that, I don't want to have to do that. So we'll cover more of that with guns and ammo, um, which thank you for tuning in. I, I realize I spent most of this talking, but next you have, you and I are both going to be participating in the guns and ammo. So I feel I like I can talk about that more. Yeah. So start, start with your water storage. Your water storage is most important. So start with your water storage and then go to your food storage and guns and ammo. You should probably be doing all of a little bit of all of them at the same time. Um, with guns and ammo, just a thought, uh, are you, cause you don't really hunt, right? I, ha I have, I want to. The problem is, is I don't get enough time off work to go hunting. <laughs> yeah. Cause that, that's, um, I don't know the, you hear all these rumblings right now of food shortages and this stuff, which, I, you know, I don't know what to believe on the internet these days. Uh, but it has caught my attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, and with that, yeah, like I, there are some states that have restrictions around what you can use to hunt and this and that. And um, I'm going to tell you right now, if it comes to feeding your family, I don't care what fucking cartridge you hunt with. Um, I mean, if I, it comes down to it, yes. You know, and don't let fish and game tell you what you can and can't do coming into the world. Because to be honest, no one's going to find that fucker's body if you dump him out there. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's just, let's just put it that way, you know? Um, and but yeah, I, I, I was just thinking like when we go into next week, should we dabble in the hunting aspect? Yeah, sure. Let's dabble into the hunting and the, and the aspect of that. I highly, you know, I highly, highly admire hunting. Uh, and I think it's amazing. I think what the federal government has done to hunters and what it has done to hunting over the last 30 years is, is atrocious. Um, and utterly annoying so yeah um but i i you know as i said with my last with the last podcast um when it comes to hunting uh if you have to feed your family i don't care how you kill what you need to kill just as long as you kill it and you don't waste it if you're out there just killing animals to be a dick then yeah i i hope someone wastes you real quick but um if if you're out there and you're killing food to eat it I don't care how you kill it. I don't care if you have to run at a deer with a pocket knife. If that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. Okay. Like I get it. Um, but just understand that uh, running at a deer with a pocket knife is probably not something you should be doing. Um, but a, a good two, two, three can take down some big fucking I mean, game. I mean, if you're in for a good adrenaline rush, <laughs> by all means. So, 
<laughs> so next week we're going to talk about guns ammo a little bit more on medical and we're going to go into more of that with hunting so we'll talk about hunting too so yeah i mean i and we didn't really touch on it this time and again this might be future podcast but uh because we're talking about the the pre uh what do i want to call it like pre-prepared foods but um actually growing your own stuff and that kind of thing like yeah i have a garden out a, back but that's what i that's kind of why i said in, with water storage like with my rainwater collection yeah. i use that to water my garden so yeah. i have i have bell peppers i have poblanos i have tomatoes uh, i do want to plant potatoes because to, potatoes are super easy they're just a spud um yeah. and you can you can fucking make 30 potatoes with two with four or five potatoes so yeah i just wanted to uh i mean no pun intended but plant that seed of like mm-hmm. you also don't have to like getting pre-made stuff is to get you by to get a garden going if yeah. you're in a long-term situation so a, a thing that the, just real quick side tangent the thing that my wife and i did is we actually bought some bell peppers at the store and then we used those seeds and we planted those seeds in the ground um after we ate the bell peppers um we planted those seeds and we put those in and we now have like five or six bell pepper plants. We actually just had to uproot one and move it over um, because yeah. it got too big for the for the one pot. So um, I would I would highly recommend you continue to do that. <laughs> so, All right. well, I think we're done with tonight. So you want to go ahead and give your tagline? Run suppressed, stay blessed. All right. Shoot him in the face. <laughs>